Good morning. Inflation nation. After a grim warning from the White House, new levels expected to set record highs. Pain Americans haven't felt since the early 80s. Prices skyrocketing on food, gas, and just about everything else. We'll have the very latest on what's being done to help ease the burden and what to expect as you head to the store. Chemical attack? The Pentagon monitoring reports that Russia used possible chemical weapons on a Ukrainian city as President Obama weighs in on the war and Russian President Putin in an exclusive interview. Putin has always been ruthless uh, against his own people as well as uh, others. We're live in Ukraine as Russian forces double down on the war-torn east. Not again. A new outbreak of tornadoes overnight in the south and more dangerous weather on the way. 45 million people bracing for severe storms today. There's even an April blizzard warning. Al's tracking all of it. Grounded, already struggling airlines now cutting summer flights because they can't keep up with traveler demand. Many airlines, their eyes were bigger than their stomach. What it could mean for your vacation plans. The painful truth, a revealing study finds that more than half of the people on the planet suffer from serious headaches, the biggest triggers and possible treatments to help you find relief. Today, Tuesday, April 12th, 2022. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotfi, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hey, everybody. Welcome to today. We're so happy that you're joining us. It's a very busy Tuesday morning. We've got several big stories we are watching. The Pentagon is closely monitoring a report of a possible Russian chemical weapons attack on the besieged Ukrainian city of Mariupol. If Russia were to have found to have used chemical weapons, it would represent a major escalation of the conflict. Molly Hunter is in Ukraine for us with the very latest. Well, people down south are cleaning up yet again from another round of nasty storms overnight. Half a dozen tornadoes tore through Arkansas, including an air base in Little Rock. 45 million people are at risk from another round of severe weather later today and tonight. Al will have our latest forecast. But we do start with what is top of mind for millions of American families across the country. We're talking about higher prices that are eating into family budgets. New numbers just released show how bad it is. NBC's Tom Costello is covering it all for us. Hey, Tom, good morning to you. Yeah, Hoda, good morning. So in fact, as you know, we feel in our in our wallets every single day. Now we have new hard black and white stats. The consumer price index is how much we pay for goods and services. Inflation has been running at a 40 year clip. The numbers out this morning. It is still stubbornly high. Whether you're filling your gas tank or the grocery cart. Prices have gone up there. Overall grocery bill has gone up from paying the rent to dining out. We used to eat out like once a week or something, and we hardly ever do that anymore. Inflation is taking a big bite out of Americans' everyday budgets and savings. The latest report out this morning shows an 8.5% spike from a year ago. That's the highest since December of 1981, when Raiders of the Lost Ark was number one at the box office, Ronald Reagan was president, and unemployment was pushing 10%. But the causes of inflation today are far different. A post-pandemic economic boom, the global supply chain still struggling with China in another COVID lockdown and the war in Ukraine sending food and energy prices even higher. We went into Russia's war with Ukraine with high prices already. That has exacerbated the problem. The White House was bracing for the inflation increase. 
we expect March CPA, CPI headline inflation to be extraordinarily elevated due to Putin's price hike. There is good news. Gas prices now at 4.10 a gallon nationally are down 23 cents from a month ago with the U.S. and other countries tapping their oil reserves. Meanwhile, the Federal Reserve is trying to attack inflation with the first interest rate hike in three years and as many as six more to come, raising the cost of borrowing to slow the economy. We understand that high inflation imposes significant hardship. But economists warn the Fed also runs the risk of tapping the brakes too hard, pushing the economy into a recession. It's definitely an elevated probability of a recession right now, depending upon how far the Fed has to go and whether or not we get any relief. But with unemployment now at a very low 3.6%, the White House is pushing back on the recession talk. We believe that the economy is strong. So the bottom line here is that the economy is running right now at about 8.5% on inflation. Listen, that is four times what inflation typically runs at, 2%. The challenge for the Fed is to make sure that this economy slows without putting it into a deep freeze, without slowing the economy to the point that we have a recession. The White House also is going to be allowing a 15% ethanol blend in gas over the summer. Hopefully that will increase supply and keep prices, gas prices moderated at the pump. Hoda, back to you. All right, Tom Costello for us there. Tom, thank you. We move now to the latest out of Ukraine. The Pentagon monitoring a report that Russia may have used chemical weapons on civilians in the city of Mariupol. This as Ukrainian forces are bracing for an intense few weeks of fighting in the eastern part of the country. NBC's Molly Hunter is in Kyiv for us this morning. Molly, good morning. Savannah Hoda, good morning to you. We are hearing from President Putin this morning. He's meeting with close ally Belarus President Putin is saying there is no doubt the war will be successful. This comes as the war moves into a deadly phase in the east and the Ukrainian people are paying the price. This morning, Russia shifting its strategy with likely deadly consequences. The UK government warning overnight that fighting in eastern Ukraine will intensify over the next two weeks as Russia continues to refocus. And the Pentagon says they're closely monitoring reports of possible chemical weapon use in the eastern city of Mariupol, saying we cannot confirm these reports. Russian leaders have shown in the past the brutality with which they conduct and prosecute their operations. The UK says they are urgently working to verify these unconfirmed claims first made on Telegram by the ultra-nationalist Azov Battalion fighting in Mariupol. Overnight, President Zelensky saying that Russia is preparing for a new stage of terror. And this comes as the fighting intensifies already in the east. The city of Kharkiv under constant attack in the last 24 hours, firefighters still searching for survivors. And here, around the capital of Kyiv, mounting evidence of war crimes. UN women warning they're hearing more and more reports of sexual violence. In a first-hand account, 28-year-old Olena in Bucha tells us she was raped by a Russian soldier dressed in civilian clothes who had offered her medical care. Olena and her husband Sasha fled the area after the attack. They walked in the middle of the night to a new neighborhood, which is where we meet them. Are you angry? Have you even had time to process? Yeah. 
Now, under international law, rape is considered a war crime. In Mariupol, though, Russian separatists have denied using chemical weapons. And the U.K. is saying this morning, though, if it turns out to be true, all options are on the table. Savannah? Mm -hmm. All right. Molly Hunter in Ukraine for us. Thank you, Molly. This morning, former President Barack Obama is weighing in on the situation in Ukraine and President Vladimir Putin in an exclusive interview with Mr. Roker. Hey, Al. Hey, guys. Well, of course, President Obama has not only been in the room with the Russian leader, but he was in office when Russia annexed Crimea from Ukraine in 2014. So I asked him for his take on Putin's actions in Ukraine. What you see happening now, is this the Vladimir Putin that you had to deal with? Putin has always been ruthless. Uh, against his own people as well as uh, others. Um, he has always been somebody who's wrapped up in uh, this twisted, distorted sense of grievance and uh, ethnic nationalism. That part of Putin, I think, uh, has, always, uh, has always been there. Uh, what we've seen with the invasion of Ukraine is him being reckless in a way that um, you might not have anticipated mm -hmm. eight, ten years ago, but uh, you know the danger was always there. Hindsight's twenty twenty, but I mean, you go back to Crimea. Is there, do you do you ever think could I have done something differently? You know the the, the situations in each of these uh, circumstances are different, but I think that what we're seeing consistently is a reminder of why. It's so important for us to not take uh, our own democracy for granted. Why it's so important for us to uh, stand for and ally ourselves with uh, those who believe in freedom and independence. And, uh, and I think that uh, the current administration is doing what it needs to be doing. And we're going to have more from our interview with President Obama tomorrow on Today. We talked about his new nature series, Our Great National Parks, how it felt being back in the White House last week, and how he's doing after a COVID diagnosis last month, and gave me some advice about being becoming an empty nester. Oh, oh got all okay. kinds of stuff. All yeah. right, Al, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Look forward to it. But speaking of COVID, actually, cities around the country and the world are trying to rein in a rise in cases. Health officials in Philadelphia took the step of reinstating an indoor mask mandate. Other cities like Shanghai, China, have been under strict lockdown. We're going to go live there in a moment, but let's begin here at home. NBC's Emily Aketa in Philly for us. Hi, Emily. Good morning. Good morning. Well, it was only a little over a month ago that Philadelphia lifted its mask mandate. And even though cases and hospitalizations remain relatively low here, the quick jump in infections has city officials reversing course. This morning, Philadelphia is asking residents to mask up again indoors. Beginning next week, masks will be required in all public places, including schools and daycares. According to city officials, cases have surged more than 50% in the past 10 days, averaging 142 infections a day. Still, fewer than 50 people are currently hospitalized with the virus. Philly, the first major city to return to that pandemic precaution, going beyond what the CDC even recommends in communities with low transmission, which the city currently falls under. You see, like, you go inside restaurants anyway and, like, bars and stuff, people aren't, weren't wearing it when the mandate was there. So I'm not sure the mandate really helps anything anymore. 
The Pennsylvania Restaurant and Lodging Association calling it a major blow to thousands of small businesses. With infections ticking up in nearly half the country, the White House's new COVID czar telling Savannah the federal mask mandate on planes, trains and other public transit could also be extended again. It's on the table. Yeah, I, I look, this is a CDC decision uh, and uh, I think it is absolutely on the table. The current mandate, set to expire Monday, has faced pushback from airlines, who last month asked the Biden administration to end it. The highly contagious subvariant BA2 Omicron now accounting for 72% of new cases. But nationwide, new infections remain relatively low at about 29,000. And with hospitalizations and deaths still declining, public health experts say perspective is key. I don't think this is a moment where we have to be excessively concerned. And as for that federal mask mandate, Dr. Jaw says a decision could come later this week. It's certainly something a lot of eyes will be on with many families gearing up to travel for the Passover and Easter holidays. Savannah. All right, Emily Aketa in Philly for us. Thank you. Meantime, China is in the midst of its worst COVID surge since the start of the pandemic. Overnight, the U.S. State Department took a dramatic step. It ordered all non-emergency staff in the city of Shanghai to leave the country. NBC's Janice Mackie Freyer has the latest from Beijing. Hey, Janice, good morning. Hoda, good morning. The State Department has ordered some U.S. diplomats and their families. It means it's not optional to leave Shanghai because of the outbreak and concerns around how China's government is dealing with it. China's biggest city, Shanghai, remains eerily empty. 26 million people under a massive COVID lockdown. Relying on government deliveries and anger is soaring. Social media showing videos of protests over food and medicine. A supermarket ransacked. At a building where residents have been locked down for two weeks, they shout, we only want supplies. Why are you beating people? At night, the echoes of people crying out from their windows for help. With the Omicron variant surging here, China is tightening its strict zero-COVID rules to contain what is now the country's worst outbreak ever. Tens of thousands of asymptomatic people being corralled into mass quarantine centers. In some cases, children have been separated from their parents, triggering public outcry. American Josh Vaughn got swept up in the dragnet. He's trying to keep his business going from a hospital. It's, this is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Two years into the pandemic, there is no easing up on zero easing up on zero COVID here. Robots patrol some streets, reminding people to wear masks. Here in Beijing, even when there's one case, an entire neighborhood is blocked off. You can see the deliveries are passed through a window. In Shanghai, drones tell people to stay home. Control your soul's desire for freedom, it says, as more cities double down with restrictions. The economy is taking a hit, too. Shanghai is a major trade hub. The port is one of the biggest in the world, and there are hundreds of cargo ships that haven't been able to dock. Add to that that factories have had to close down under zero COVID, and there are real concerns about the ripple effect this lockdown is going to have on the global supply chain. Yeah. Hoda? All right. Janice Mackey for Air Force. Janice, thank you. Oh, There's nice. breaking news in Brooklyn, New York, this morning, where officials say several people have been shot inside a subway station. 
WNBC is reporting there are at least five victims, two with serious injuries. It all happened in the middle of the morning rush hour. Firefighters originally were called because of smoke inside the station. That's when they found the victims on the platform. We will continue to follow the story throughout the day. We are also following what could be another stormy day. Al's back with the first check of the weather out there on the West Coast. Hey, thanks so much, Savannah. So we are looking at really hard to believe, but we're talking about real winter weather, winter weather advisory, storm watches, warnings, even blizzard warnings for 14 million people. Much of North Dakota is under a blizzard warning. You can see the snow already getting itself together, snow stretching over to, to Billings all the way to the West Coast, where we're looking at some wet weather in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, locally, 24 to 36 inches of snow from Bismarck stretching on into parts of Montana. And the good news is we're going to be seeing some heavier snow making its way into the Sierra Nevada. You can already see uh, you know, on, the, on the satellite, you can see this activity starting to work its way through, and it's just going to intensify as the day wears on. For today, we do look for a decent amount of sunshine in Los Angeles, 66 degrees, 55 degrees in San Francisco, showers in Medford, 45, Salt Lake City, some light snow, temperatures of 36, Tucson looking fabulous with a temperature of 76, but up in Billings, we're talking 21 degrees and partly cloudy skies. Uh, severe storms down through the south. We're looking very windy conditions back through Texas and heavier snow making its way in the plains. And that's your latest weather. We're going to take a look at those temperatures coming up in the next. We're mad at you. Yeah. Uh oh. We're mad at you. It is spring. It is spring, Al. Okay. It's supposed to be warm. What is going on? Come on. Did you, Al? We're getting mad at you. We're never mad at you until now. We will shoot the messenger. Goodbye. Love you. Bye. See you later. Everyone feels that way. I know. We're over it. It's springtime. It is. Okay. He's out. He's out. All right. Coming up. Major airlines hitting turbulence, why they're already cutting summer flights, and what it could mean if you're planning a getaway. Plus, an eye opening study on headaches and just how people deal with them. The triggers, the treatments just ahead. But first, this is today on NBC. Why are you leaving? Goodbye. You bye bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> when you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh -huh. 7.30 Tuesday 
2022. Let's get your headlines here at 7.30. A former police officer who stormed the U.S. Capitol on January 6th was found guilty of all six charges at his trial yesterday. Thomas Robertson, who was an officer in Rocky Mount, Virginia, was fired soon after the riots. His sentencing date has not been set. Robertson was the second January 6th defendant to take his case to a jury after Guy Reffitt was convicted on all counts last month. The U.S. Postal Service has suspended service in a Santa Monica, California neighborhood after reports of repeated attacks on mail carriers. In a notice posted at an apartment mailbox, the USPS informed residents it would stop delivering mail for the time being. The letter cited several assaults against mail carriers by an individual. However, police say they haven't received any reports in recent weeks, reeks of crimes against mail carriers in that area. Okay, this is a strange one. A not-so-routine traffic stop in San Francisco is getting a lot of attention on social media. You have to watch this. So police try to pull over an autonomous driverless car for not having its headlights on. The officer approaches the vehicle, but no one was inside, no humans. When the officer walks back to his patrol car, the car pulls away, drives through an intersection, and stops again. Cruz, the company that makes the vehicle, says the car was simply pulling ahead to a safer location. Cruz says it works closely with police on how to interact with these vehicles. So who got the ticket here? Yeah. We have no idea because this is such a weird story, but Cruz says no one got a ticket. I have to say I watched the whole video. People are watching. They're heckling. They're laughing. The police are like, what's but, going but what on here? Are we being pumped? Yeah. yeah, I guess it's the new way. Well, yeah. demand for travel is roaring back, but airlines, they are struggling to keep up. It's gotten so bad. Some carriers are reduced their schedules just as the busy summer travel season is taking off. NBC's senior national correspondent Carrie Sanders is at Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport for us. Hi, Carrie. Good morning. Well, good morning, guys. Flight Aware reports close to 2,700 flights this morning are delayed. 94 are canceled. Now, that's a small amount compared to the thousands that have been canceled in recent weeks. But if you're a passenger on one of those canceled flights today, you can feel as if the strained airline system in our country is broken. The busy summer travel season is kicking off, but your flights might not be taking off. JetBlue cutting up to 10% of its flights through the summer. That's about 150 flights per day following a tumultuous few weeks. In a memo obtained by CNBC, the airline blaming staffing shortages. The unprecedented cuts come as the aviation industry scrambles to hire pilots and flight attendants after numbers were significantly reduced during the pandemic. Over the next eight years, U.S. airlines need to hire more than 14,000 pilots to keep pace with retirements and growing flight demands. Also needed flight attendants, with JetBlue even offering a $1,000 bonus for them to show up for work. Lynn Montgomery is with the union that represents flight attendants for JetBlue and Southwest. So the problem is technological update, failures, and also huge staffing issues, weather events where the communication breaks down and flight attendants being left alongside customers in these and being stranded. JetBlue's president and COO acknowledging those frustrations, apologizing to staff, writing, we are letting you and our customers down, and that is not consistent with what we stand for. Alaska Airlines recently said it would trim about 2% of its scheduled flights through the end of June, blaming too few pilots. For many airlines, their eyes were bigger than their stomach. 
they ended up scheduling more flights than they were actually able to operate. Airlines are required by law to give passengers a full refund when flights are canceled. But as travelers know all too well, that won't cover losses for things like hotels, rental cars, and prepaid excursions. Unfortunately, there is no uh, uh, law or regulation requiring the airline to make you whole for other expenses associated with the trip. JetBlue and Alaska Airlines believe that by cutting their scheduled flights now, it will take some of the pressure off and also stop people from showing up at the airport only to find out that their flights have been canceled. Meantime, this morning, United Airlines is calling on the FAA, specifically at the Newark International Airport, to step in and what they say enforce the rules so that all the flights there can then resume normal operations, blaming the FAA for some of the delays and cancellations. Hmm. Guys? All right, Carrie, thank you very much. Coming up next, a pain a lot of us know all too well, the surprising new findings about how many people suffer from serious headaches and what we can do to prevent them coming up right after this. All right, we are back with In-Depth today and a look at a new study out this morning that shows how headaches are impacting more than half of the world's population. We're going to talk to neurologist Dr. Gaitri Debbie in just a moment to break it down. But first, NBC senior investigative and consumer correspondent Vicki Wynn is here with more. Hey, Vic. Hi, good morning. Mm -hmm. You know, this happens to a lot of us. We've all been there, a splitting pain in our heads, sometimes requiring medicine to go away. But it turns out headaches are a debilitating and chronic issue for millions of people worldwide. Researchers behind this new study compiled data from 357 publications spanning several decades to try and understand a disabling condition that they say affects more than half the humans on this planet. Are you suffering from horrible headaches that just won't go away? New research shows you're not alone. According to a study published in the Journal of Headache and Pain, Nearly 16% of the world's population suffers from a headache on any given day. And more than half of the population deals with a headache disorder every year. 26% report having a tension-type headache that causes mild to moderate pain, while 14% say they struggle with more intense migraines, which can cause severe pain. And nearly 5% say they deal with a headache for 15 or more days a month. Headaches are really, really really, really prevalent. Uh, it is a big uh, public health uh, problem. Researchers say all types of headaches are more common in females than males, likely due to a difference in hormones. But more serious types of headaches, like migraines, are nearly twice as common in women than men. It's been really difficult living with them. 28-year-old Natalie Abrams, a software engineer, says she had her first migraine in middle school. Two years ago, she started getting them daily. You've been struggling with these headaches for two years now. What is your hope for getting better? I've now seen four different neurologists. I've tried uh, so many different medications. I get uh, the migraine protocol of Botox every 12 weeks, and that has been an incredible help. While chronic headaches can be debilitating, experts say there are ways to help ease the pain. Look for different stressors in your life, like lack of sleep that could be triggering your headache. Be mindful of things like excessive noise or bright lighting that could worsen your condition. And make sure to consult your doctor about any preventative medication you could be taking. 
Natalie says she is currently working with doctors at the Mayo Clinic for treatment. She says along with stress, unexpected changes in weather and barometric pressure can also trigger her migraines. And she really encourages people to be persistent in seeking treatment. Don't be afraid to get multiple opinions to find a solution that works for you. Ladies? All right, Vicki, thank you. Well, we turn now to Dr. Gayatri Devi, professor of neurology at the Zucker School of Medicine at Hofstra Northwell. Good morning, doctor. Good morning. Good, morning. Good to see you. Half the population yeah. suffering from headache disorders. Does that surprise you? Absolutely not. Mm. Headaches are, in my opinion, an underground epidemic that we don't hear about. But what is a disorder? I don't even understand. Yeah. If, if you have a headache uh, every now and then or once a week? No, what? I mean, a headache that is called a headache disorder is something that causes a change to your functioning mm -hmm. because of persistent headaches that occur, yeah. recur. There. So if you just have a headache once a month or once every few months, that doesn't really affect your- Once a your week? Once a week, I would say that already begins, begins yeah. to affect your functioning. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So they say women, far more than men mm -hmm. have yes. headaches. Yes, Is there two to three times as many wow. women suffer What's from What's the headache? rationale for that? There's a lot of reasons, maybe men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that. No, I'm just kidding. But um, basically, <laughs> hormones play yeah. a big role yeah. in women. Um, also, I think women have uh, postural problems more than men do. We wear heels more often. Mm. Uh, all those things can affect posture, stress, sleep deprivation. Why does posture affect your headache? You know, because your hip bone is connected to your knee bone, yeah. <laughs> ankle bone. So basically, all that gets transferred to your ah, head, which so is the heaviest yeah. and most dense part of your body. So it causes pain in your neck, yeah. which causes tension type headaches, uh -huh. which can also trigger migraine mm. headaches. Okay, yeah. yeah, so we have tension headaches, that's that for the migraines. There, there are some good medicines out there now if you suffer Absolutely. from migraines. Absolutely, yeah. I think you've got to seek treatment for mm -hmm. migraine headaches because it's not just the headache, it's also that it affects your thinking. Mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. clarity. So even though you may have a headache for a short period of time, it affects your thinking for much longer than that. And then what's the headache that you need to go get serious help yeah. for in ER? If you have a headache, what's called a thunderclap headache, where you have a sudden new onset headache, go to the emergency room. Oh. That could mean a burst blood vessel, it could mean a stroke, it could mean anything. Um, that's very serious. Okay. Right. Yeah. Doctor, thank you. Thank you so, so much. much. We appreciate thank it. You. Let us turn to Al. We'll get the latest forecast, which gives us a headache. Hi, Al. <laughs> wow. Sorry, all we're right. still mad. Well, okay, let's uh, start <laughs> off. First of all, we're talking about an outbreak of dangerous wildfire conditions. It's very dry from, uh, from Nebraska all the way down into Texas. Windy conditions. We are looking at a Extreme risk from Dodge City to Odessa, Texas. Now, dip down to the north. We're looking with the jet stream. Temperatures below average there. Seattle, 48. Reno, 46, almost 20 degrees colder. But look at this. Kansas City, 82. Indianapolis, 69. D.C. today, 77. Dallas, 86. Tomorrow, that cold air starts to make its way east. Aspen, only 25 degrees. Albany tomorrow, up to 71. Raleigh, 82. And then, as we get into the latter part of the week, New York City, 78 degrees on Thursday. See? Yeah. See? Yeah. See? Yeah. Temperatures in the 60s in Cincinnati. Yeah. Raleigh into the 70s, the upper 70s. Uh, but then, uh-oh. <laughs> uh, next week, colder than average for the western, eastern two-thirds of the country, warmer than average in the south. Let's look at the rest of April, shall we? 
Or maybe no. not. Uh, oh, there you go. Oh, However, look at look at your mom's weather in 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 in, in Arizona. Oh, I know. I'm gonna go it's visit warmer there. See, yes. see. So some people are getting some nice weather. So don't uh, get upset. Okay. You get what you get, and you don't get upset. And that's your latest weather. We guys. love you. Thanks, wow. so. Love you. Thank you. Thank you. Coming up, your eight o'clock hour.